Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Just like that, the second hour is here. Hot Mike with Hutton Withrow across the Outkick Network. Chad, how would you describe the uh, the Tuesday edition this far? I would describe the Tuesday edition. I'll describe not just the Tuesday edition, but this moment right now in time. Okay, go on. As 30 minutes away from halfway through our entire show week. Well done. Since it's a three-day week. That's how I'll describe the way the show starts. When does the weekend begin then? Uh, 4.07 p.m. today. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Whenever we'll I celebrate. whenever I pour my first yeah. frosty one, Chad determines the uh, the weekend. Yeah, here on the show, I am like the Chinese calendar. <laughs> uh, no one understands it. No one knows it, but the Chinese. Just the and sign I'm of the basically dragon the Chinese or, here. Yeah, I, I decide when New Year is. I decide sign when the weekend the starts. I decide when it's five p.m. somewhere, and when you, you can do. have a drink. Also, I am the ultimate decider. Is what I'm saying. And I will tell you when the weekend starts, and it's going to be very it, soon. It helps that we're at six of the Peabody with Yeehaw Beer and, and Old Smoky Moonshine. Happy Thanksgiving to you and the family. Yeah, I'm Everyone once again Hutton amazed. I don't know why I get so surprised by this, but every time a holiday rolls around yeah. this time of year, at the amount of people I know that just don't do anything for the entire week I know. of Thanksgiving. Total shock. I've heard from so many people like, Hey, uh, are you talking are, about people who are, are not at, working or are at work? I'm hearing this. Are you in Nebraska? <laughs> are you, you know, and I'm like, I'm working. Yeah. I don't, is what? this a new thing where no one works on Thanksgiving week? I know having I've, Thanksgiving and, and Black Friday off in the weekend, but I feel like I most people I know now, I'm like, no one's well, at work. I was at my kid's very, Thanksgiving feast today. Yeah. And I feel like every parent was rolling in in sweatpants. Well, I think a lot, of the, a lot of the parents are taking off uh, based on their kids being off, right? Well, my kids aren't out of school till tomorrow. They have two well, days I, this week. I have friends, though, who have their kids out all week. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Where was this I don't schedule know. when we were in I'm school? I'm with you, man. I'm just I'm thinking. I feel like my kid's generation is maybe smarter than me in a lot of ways. Maybe that's education is better. But also think well, you and I maybe dumb, we're huh? – well, yeah, that could be the case, too. But I think <laughs> maybe we're just a lot smarter because we were in school so much more. I, I mean – I. To me, Wouldn't I could have gone, we gone half the time and been, you know, this stupid. Though. It's the amount of breaks. I, I don't. I just don't understand the length of the breaks. Yeah. I joked before, but I, I think there was one year where I got out on December twenty third, was when Christmas break started. I feel like it was in the twenties. <laughs> I mean, man, it's really late this year. Is Christmas Eve tomorrow? The only people uh, working or going to school, Chad and Bob Cratchit. Yeah, I had a half day on Christmas Eve <laughs> in my school system. Uh, it, we didn't get out until July fourth for th- uh, summer break. We got the uh, top headlines uh, uh, coming uh, straight ahead. You mentioned the. Hey, if you have a job, by the way, where you don't hey, work at all this week, let me be the first to applaud. I think you. it's a lot of people. Good job. Way to I, go. I think that's we're, a good gig. We're a bit insulated to this based on the sports calendar. Well, there are a lot of people in sales that I know that work in sales or the entertainment industry, the music industry specifically here in Nashville. Yes. That when Thanksgiving hits, they're done for. A it while. is like final exams, midterms, whatever in college. They are done, done until after the new year. Like the music industry shuts down the yep. month of December. It's impressive. 
that they get off that much time. But they, they are. They're done. Now, there are other parts here where they're very busy day and night for certain stretches, but it'd be nice to have like a college kid. I remember coming home from college and working at a Ralph Lauren polo outlet during Christmas break because I had so much time off. I'd have like a month and a week to go and get paychecks and work maybe during the got, holiday season. Maybe you got some in the in the chat here. It, why do you, Is it Ralph Lauren or Ralph Lauren? I think it's Ralph Lauren. I, I can Lauren. answer that. As someone who's an employee at this company, yeah. uh, somewhere I am on file with Polo Ralph Lauren as a Jack former employee. Jack can fold a shirt perfectly. I'll, I'll be glad. Now, you know, we're, we're on video every day. I'll be glad to do a demonstration for everyone. I need a I, folding board, though. To pull it off perfectly, I need, I need a folding board. We can get that for you. And I can do it. I, also, I can, I, can, I can display to this day the Polo Ralph Lauren folding technique that they taught me in the first perfect. day of or, orientation to make sure that the little horsey is on the, is on the bottom <laughs> of the, the shirt. I, I'm not even joking. There's a way to do it that you display the little Polo Ralph Lauren horsey on the shirt perfectly on the bottom left. If you're looking at the, the bottom player, left-hand right? side. It's the polo player? I think it, it, the technical term is horsey, is what wow. they go for. Like the horsey sauce at Arby's. It's the same way. Spelled the same way. The, the other thing, uh, Marriott or Marriott? Marriott. In the I ads, love how I'm just answering this like ads, I know for sure. Marriott. I'm just telling you how I say it. I know. It. I've been saying Marriott, too. I feel so stupid for that, I based th- on how they, they say it in their own ad. Really? Yes. Pay attention. Like, okay, you'll I'm going to pay attention to it. Maybe it's the accent of the person doing it. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure it's Marriott. It's a Midwestern accent, Jeff. It's a perfectly it's Ohio. It's like you fold a shirt. This it's person perfect. is this person is from Dayton. They have no accent. No <laughs> Very regional, gray, though. No regional dialect at all. It is just perfect American accent. There's another good poll question that we should explore at some point. Perfection. What state yeah. features the perfect American accent? And what I mean by that is there's really no sign you can't tell where they're of from. a regional accent from this state. Yeah, that's good. I mean, somewhere in the Midwest. It's Indiana, possibly Ohio. I think Indianapolis would be a good example of this. Maybe so. Maybe yeah. some parts of Ohio. You think Doc, that's another victory for Doc? Missouri. Missouri, yes. St. Louis, Missouri what about would Nebraska? be a good one. Can you speak on behalf of Nebraska? Nebraska's got an no. accent. They're, they're a little up there. Arizona? You go a little further up there, you're going to have some more accent. What about Arizona? They kind of get into a yacht. I'm just thinking about say, where we've been yeah. recently. Um, Arizona's good, yeah. yeah. Parts of the Southwest would be a good one. Arizona's nice. That's good. Utah? I don't think so. They don't have they don't have accents in Utah, I don't right? Know. I can't I can't remember. Pete says Montana. Okay. I think Montana would be have like more of a South Dakota, North Dakota accent too. Now I think of Montana, I think of Costner. Yeah. And Co- well, Costner on the show is and like whisper and yell. He's almost sounds like he's from Texas, like he's a cowboy. Yeah. I, I it, that would hurt my vocal cords, having to do that all, all day, every day. These are great uh, examples. Jake says, uh, Missouri or Wyoming. Okay. That's just because we don't know anyone in Wyoming. Yeah, it's I'll the, have to the take sparsely your credit for it there. populated state out there. I don't know a single person from the state of Wyoming. I wouldn't even know where to begin what someone from Wyoming sounds but like. But you want to be the wingman for uh, Josh Allen. There I do. Go. He did play at Wyoming, not from there. Uh, Michael Thomas headed to injured reserve for the Saints. So bad news for not just the Saints, but specifically uh, Carr with another yeah, weapon, good. another weapon going down. Um, so we know how we view Harbaugh right now. I think the general consensus, 
Uh, is he absolutely well, knew what was going on? Everyone other than Michigan people, how they view. Yeah, it. or but there are, there are still like former players that didn't play at Michigan. They're just like this is way overblown, right? But they would also lean towards the idea that he definitely knew what was going on. But props to like for instance UCLA and how they handled last week. And I I sat here and said on Friday of last week, and Davey saw saw through this. I was like UCLA knows the players know that the report's out there and there's no backing or, 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 or denying this report that Chip Kelly's out if he loses. If he wins, well, he could be out at the end of the season. I don't know mentally how that I would react to that if I'm a UCLA football player, for instance. But they, they handled it perfectly and boat raced a team that has thrown in the towel and they, they waved the white flag. Michigan's players have not done that. And... I, in a weird way, Chad, I respect the hell out of that about how they've treated this. Using it as motivation. I, I get it. Sometimes you have to manufacture your own motivation. But it's not like Michigan is Georgia. So if Michigan goes on a run to win the national championship, hypothetically, it's not going to be the three-peat. It's going to go down in history as what? Because we're going to view Harbaugh, I think, in a different light than the players, but it's going to be effective. J.J. McCarthy's not being mentioned for a Heisman campaign, and I guess he wouldn't because he hand off 36 times in the second half against Penn State. But he can, he can let it rip. He was mentioned in the Heisman discussion midway through the season, not because he's handing off to running backs all the time. Point being, I respect the players, but I don't respect the program right now. And that's a weird balance that I don't think I've ever felt before. And I only say that because I can't directly pinpoint in my own common sense like perspective that the players knew. I reserve you know, the right to change my opinion based on evidence that players knew. But common sense tells you the head coach knows about this stuff. Do the players know the depth of which Connor Stallions was going to do this? I can't say it's obvious they did. And because of that, I think they've handled this in a way that, you know, should be brought up more than what it is. Instead of just, oh, you know, no Harbaugh, how does this affect what Michigan's going to do against X, Y, and Z? It didn't affect them in the first three games. It shouldn't have it. It didn't. How much does it affect them on Saturday? It could when it's actually a, a big moment where you've got to have a big coaching decision. But I think the players have handled it and will handle that moment well because that's what they've done all season. You agree? Yeah, it, yeah, it feels almost like um, Stockholm syndrome with the Michigan program right now. Yeah, yeah. And that they have now sympathized with their captor in, in Jim Harbaugh, and it's almost a brainwash scenario. And I mean that in a good way for the outcome of these games. Yeah, and I know what you mean too. You're I, I think they're so insulated. Any, any program would be like this, though. In a, I don't know that any program would. I think top. it speaks to their togetherness. Right, I think that they have been properly brainwashed well, into believing that everyone's out to get them, and that you know their staff has done nothing wrong. But the, I would say and that, that the, they're the teams, just smarter than everyone else. The teams in the playoff currently would all react the same way. Uh, Georgia, I, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I think the ones that we're talking about the very the top, top probably yes. would. Yes, but no, I, I don't think it affects the players much at all. Other than they're just to carry on a, a chip on their shoulder that everybody's out to get us. There's a lot um, of distraction though. Yeah, at some point, that motivation has to work the other way. You know, that someone else has to be so motivated to end this cheating dynasty 
that they go out and beat them on the field. It's got to be Ohio State this week is the team that needs to do it. They haven't been able to do it so far. I think they're very together. It's almost a brainwash scenario with the Michigan players. They're also very good. Um, I don't know that if they beat Georgia, if it gets to a national championship game, they beat Georgia, then Georgia people can come back and say the only thing stopping us from a three-peat was cheating Michigan that the NCAA had not gotten around to yet and then let them play in that game, and they got around to them later. So I think it'll change the historical narrative of what happened in this season. Um, I don't know how it's going to be seen from everyone, depending on who they play in in the playoff. Well, I think in, in large part, I think I think there will be many that just say they served their their suspension and the punishment was handed down when it could be by the Big Ten, and that's it. You know, it, it, these players aren't going to be affected by any penalty by the NCAA. You know. Um, it, there's, it, it, I'm just saying, in this day and age where there's so many reasons, at the slightest, at the slightest idea of distraction, especially this era, um, Michigan's been the opposite, and I, I respect it. I do. Meanwhile, you know, you have, you have a hiccup here or there, uh, or you have whatever's going on week to week in College Station, for instance, and they can't seem to move the football offensively last year. You know. With one injury. What happens in Florida State now? We'll find out. But we know what the saga's been like all offseason and all season in Ann Arbor. And all they've done is win. And that's due in large part to just the moxie and mental makeup of the players. Harbaugh's right when he stands at the podium and points to the players in this. No, he is. And I'll ask the question. I was on with Dan Dockich earlier today and posed the same question I've talked about with you. At what point are Michigan fans ever fed up with this? And I'm going off the report from Bruce Feldman that it could be a long-term suspension next year also. Yeah. I get right now you're along for the ride and you're undefeated and you don't want it to end. Um, and you want to keep Jim Harbaugh as a part of it and keep as close to status quo as possible so you can go win a national championship. No one's begrudging Michigan fans for feeling right. that way. But right. if you're put out of your national coverage nightmare misery soon – and you're not playing in the playoff or your season's over, how quickly do you sober up? Because right now you're drunk off winning on the field and destroying everyone. But how quick is the sobering up if you're Michigan into the offseason thinking, so we're going to wait this thing out and see the NCAA hammer Michigan even more because we still employ Jim Harbaugh and maybe suspend him for an entire season. And then they're also going to levy more scholarship productions. Is it ever going to be enough is enough for Michigan? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I get why it isn't right now yeah. because of what's happening on the field. But do we ever get to that point? I don't. I think the only way you get to that point, and maybe I'm just foolish for thinking this, is if you lose to Ohio State. I mean, as long as you keep winning this game and you have Charles Woodson, Desmond Hi- Howard, and others like buying in and preaching that you know it's it's you know a farce and it's it's awful what everyone's doing to Michigan and what they're facing. There's no reason why the fan base should think any different because the, the fan base is following, you know, the, the team and the, the idols and the, the top players, the former players, the coach that won, you know, I don't, I mean, I don't think that would be any different than most programs from a fan base perspective. You have to lose, you have to lose or, or, or what if Harbaugh flirts with the NFL again, multiple times. Just well, like and you're has. also going to have fans, though, that are going to say, once they lose, oh, you got your way, national media. 
You right. got your way you, with you, all this you coverage. Broke you broke us down right. mentally. Yeah. And now all the distractions finally added up, and you got your way, and Michigan's out of it. There's going to be a big response that way also. Uh, the Super Bowl rematch last night, Chiefs and Eagles, averaged 28.9 million viewers for Monday Night Football. It's the most watched Monday Night Football game in over 25 years. Easily the most watched NFL game this season. That brought it. 21-17 was the final. Hit the under. Hey, and it the was, under survives again. And it was a much hyped game. It feels like kind of a before and after for the season. Now that that game's over, it was so anticipated, so much talk about it. Now it's like you can look at both chapters of Chiefs-Eagles and see what happened before and now what's going to happen moving forward after that game and after that big meeting on Monday Night Football. We'll break down uh, the result of that. What happens now with the Eagles? They go on a stretch now with the Bills and uh, Cowboys coming up that we'll dive into uh, with John McClain. Plus, uh, Bill Belichick and the Steelers making an in-season coaching move Firing Matt Canada. It's the first time the Steelers have done this since 1941. John McClain joins us next to react. Hot Mike with Hunter Whitmer rolls on across the Outkick Network. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back and their pros are locally based often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless from researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience. Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Kelly in Vegas joins us an hour from now to get the uh, top advice, the picks, the wagers for the weekend. Make us some money. That's right. That's what we want to do. Hot Mike with Hutton with her rolls on across the Outkick Network. Sixth and Peabody, our location with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Um... Plenty to get to across the NFL. John McClain helps us do that each and every week at this time. Follow him on social at McClain underscore on underscore NFL. SportsRadio610.com is where you can find him. Happy Thanksgiving to you, John. Thanks, guys. Same to you. Well, the Steelers did something they haven't done um, since 41, 1941. They, they made a, a midseason coaching change. Matt Canada fired, and now Kenny Pickett, Maybe he's able to throw it more than five yards downfield. I don't know about that. I mean, um, they've been outgained in every game. They've still got a winning record. If the playoffs were today, they would be in there. But it's so unusual for the Steelers to do that, for Mike Tomlin to do that. Now he's got to have a new offensive coordinator, a new play caller. Maybe it'll shake them up a little bit. They're in a tough division. 
but they're certainly in the playoff race. Don't think they can win it over the Ravens, but it's going to get a lot of attention because number one, it is rare. Number two, almost everybody was demanding it, and the players wouldn't blame it on Canada. But, man, you could tell those offensive players were at the end of their rope. It is time for Pickett to show it, though, right? This is now the – it's more than just an evaluation. They're in the playoff race. They're in the playoffs, as you mentioned, as of right now. But it's time for him to take the reins and move this offense. Passing games should be better. They can run the ball with Warren and – Harris and they those the only thing they had in this past game was the running game and they got Deontay Johnson and George Pickens and they got a good tight end who's been injured but I don't care who you are you ought to be able to throw it better than the Steelers do and it's preposterous for you to have fewer yards than your opponent in every game of the season. Philly knocks off KC last night and in, in the Super Bowl rematch they're now nine and one are they the best team in the NFL? I think you have to say Philadelphia is because of its record, record record-wise. Baltimore would be the best team in the AFC. I'm pulling for Baltimore, of course, since I picked them before the season. But right now, I don't see any dominant team. The Steelers, I mean, the the Eagles are the best. They have one loss. They can beat you running, passing, defense, great defensive line, great offensive line. Chiefs still should have won that game. So many drop passes. It's amazing. And uh, it's amazing because Patrick Mahomes had pulled all his hair out. Yep. And uh, he might be filing for some more State Farm insurance because they've been <laughs> so uh, pathetic when it comes to catching the ball. 26 drop passes for an Andy Reid team that has always been unbelievable uh, against the Eagles and coming off a of bye week. John, I, to be completely honest, I didn't know what Brandon Staley sounded like until I heard him in his meltdown on Sunday with the in the press conference. Um, first sign that he's on his way out and that he officially knows he's under fire now with, with what he did with the media on Sunday after that loss? Well, first of all, Chad, like, he shouldn't be on the outs because of anything that happened with the media. He ought to be on the outs because his defense is terrible, and that's been his baby. Plus, he hired Kellen Moore. The offense, Justin Herbert's been really good, but they've dropped passes. I felt bad for him. He had passes thrown right into the hands of receivers who dropped them or they would have won. But the fact is, with Staley, who had a meteoric rise to becoming a head coach, I watched Rex Ryan, the former head coach on ESPN yesterday, just eviscerate Staley and said he should be fired back in Division three or wherever it was he came from when he came into the NFL. And he got his job because he spent a season as uh, uh, Sean McVay's defensive coordinator. But, you know, you can't be sensitive. You just can't. People have to ask questions. And if you can't take the tough question, my goodness, how are you going to handle it when you're terrible? I think he's out. I think it'll be the most attractive job in the NFL because they got a lot of talent. On both sides of the ball, they've spent more money on defensive players, second most money on defensive players to any team in the league. John, are you okay with Kareem Jackson of the Broncos getting that four-game suspension based on his history and based on that hit we saw on Sunday night against Josh Dobbs? Well, he did. He launched himself. He used his helmet to hit him in the face mask and right under the chin. You just can't do that. He suspended four games the last time he appealed. He got it down to three. And uh, Kareem is a multiple 
offender. And so at some point, he's going to have to change his game. When he was in Houston for years, he never had a reputation as a headhunter. Now, that's happened for the last three years while he's playing with the Broncos. But, yeah, I think it was very fair because he was a multiple offender. John McClain with us. You can follow him on social at McClain underscore on underscore NFL. Um, the Texans schedule stacks up much better than Jacksonville's down the stretch, which makes this week 12 matchup coming up even more important in Houston, Texans, Jaguars. And who would have thought the importance of this game, John, this late in the season? Nobody. Jaguars reigning opponents 28 and 33, Texans 27 and 33. Texans play after Jacksonville, one team with a winning record, Cleveland here without Deshaun Watson. Jacksonville gets Cleveland Cincinnati in the next two games without Watson and um, and Joe Burrow. So they do have to play Baltimore and Lamar Jackson, but uh, it's a big game. Texans have beaten them 10 of 11 in the games they have played on the road against the Jaguars, six. They've averaged 25.5 points and allowed 10.5. At home, it's 25 even and 12.5. And the only win for Jacksonville, going back to 2017, was last season when they won here 37-3. to So the first game, 37-17 to in Jacksonville, D'Amico Ryan's his first victory as a head coach. I don't think there's going to be a game like that. But it's the biggest game in Houston since the Buffalo playoff game after the 2019 season. John, um, why why does the NFL schedule divisional matchups on Thanksgiving Day? We've got three of them on Thursday, another on Friday. And I get that the Friday game now is whatever with the Jets and the quarterback situation against Miami. But four stacked uh, games, divisional match, pivotal matchups, on short weeks. Why are they doing that? Because they get the biggest TV audiences. Now, everybody's a captive uh, captive NFL fan on Thanksgiving. They, these games mean more. So they've been doing that a long time. The best thing about Thanksgiving this year is in the past, I dreaded watching the Lions just get on with the Cowboys. And I loved it when they added the primetime game. And now the Lions, who are 8-2 and two for the first time since 1962, I was only 10 years old. Uh, I think they're a great story. We'd love to see them uh, be a legitimate Super Bowl threat. I think it'd be a great Super Bowl. It was the Lions and the Browns. Neither one's ever won one, and they got great fans who'd love to be rewarded that way. John, hypothetical, based on the hypothetical you just raised, what would be cooler to see? A Super Bowl featuring Lions-Browns, where a lot of America would be okay with either winner, or a Super Bowl with, let's say, Lions versus Chiefs, who've won a lot recently, and it feels like most of America may be siding with the team who never wins in that matchup as opposed to two Cinderella's facing off in the in the Super Bowl. I'm beginning to feel, Chad, like, like I did with the Patriots. I'm kind of tired of watching the Patriots. I'm kind of tired of watching the, the Chiefs. They're great. I love Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and Taylor Swift and her boyfriend. But I think it would be better to have two storied franchises, which won championships before the NFL merger. Detroit actually won two championships in the 50s, and they've won one playoff game since. And Cleveland's last championship was in 1964 after Blanton Collier replaced um, Paul Brown as the head coach. 
And uh, I'd love to see that kind of that kind of Super Bowl matchup. But right now, I'm thinking it's going to be Philadelphia, San Francisco versus Baltimore, Kansas City. John, are you buying into the Denver Broncos right now? Boy, Russell Wilson has 19 touchdowns and four interceptions, and he's not pulling games out himself and throwing long touchdown passes, but he did. And it pains me, like he did in Denver, pains me to say this. Sean Payton's doing a really good job. You know, they're not winning. In Seattle, they won because of great defense and Russell Wilson's magic. Now they're winning for a lot of different reasons, but they're 5-5. Five and five. They come to Houston after Jacksonville. Texans will have played three in a row at home, and that game certainly looks more interesting now than it did like three weeks ago. So, yeah, I'm thinking for a wild card berth, they're in the running just like so many other teams are. So the Patriots and Bill Belichick, they're, he's going to wait until Sunday, he says, to determine who's going to be the quarterback. I don't even understand why you need to wait. I know they're splitting reps, but I don't even know why at this point. Uh, Mac Jones, to begin the season, was the only quarterback left on the roster. They cut Bailey Zappi, and now they're splitting reps at this point. John, why draw this out against the Giants where, I mean, with two wins, who cares if they're playing Mac Jones or not? It is ridiculous. It's always about giving an edge to the the opponent and the opponent practices for all of them. At this point, they better make sure they put the worst guy out there because they got a chance to draft one of these top quarterbacks if they continue to lose or to put themselves in a position to uh, see if they can capitalize if they can capitalize on a trade-up and get one of those quarterbacks. Thing is, though, there's a good chance Bill Belichick's not going to be there. You know, the Bears, maybe the Bears hire him. They need a new stadium. Maybe Mark Davis hires him. He can be re- reunited with Tom Brady if he's ever approved as a minor, uh, minor owner, minority owner. And then there's always, he'd want, who wouldn't want to coach the Chargers? You're in L.A., You've got a great roster. You have a great young quarterback. Don't know if any of these teams would want him. I just feel that whatever the Patriots do, it's not going to be with him overseeing the organization. This would be the first time since 1999. Teams are heating up for the postseason runs, and hot seats are heating up. Chad, tell John, or uh, ask him the same question you asked me about David Tepper in Carolina. Amazing, Hutton. Uh, We're we're like uh, kismet right now, because I was honestly going to ask John that question before he teed me up for it. Um, Looking at the scores this week, I'm looking at Panthers-Titans, a miserable matchup between two teams headed nowhere right now. And then we get the report this week that Frank Reich is on the hot seat and David Tepper may make a move after one year. John, what in the world is going on for a guy who was a minority owner in Pittsburgh? That is the definition of stability. He certainly isn't playing that game in Charlotte. I did it. read a deep dive by Joe Person, who covered them for a long time. Now he covers for the athletic, and he talked about why David Tepper has got his finger on the trigger, so to speak. And he's done this in soccer when he owns a team. He's done it with the Panthers. It'd be like five five new head coaches in his organizations in a certain period of time, and they are the dregs of the NFL. But they won, what, seven games last year? The problem was they mortgaged everything to trade up to get Bryce Young. They don't have talent on offense. They got some talent on defense, but not on offense. Their line's terrible. They don't have receivers. Adam Thielen is your number one receiver. And they say Bryce Young now, he's seeing, he's seeing ghosts. 
he hears the footsteps because you get beat up so much. I think he was sacked seven times on Sunday. So that means he'd be firing Frank Reich. He'd be firing Jim Cowell, Josh McCown, a lot of experienced coaches or former players. Personally, I'd give him another year, but that guy, he is he has been uh, – he makes decisions based on a whim, and I can't imagine any owner would tell him he needs to put, pull a plug. I think Ron Rivera and Brandon Staley share the hottest of the hot seats, and uh, Rivera, after what happened to them Sunday to get pummeled by Tommy DeVito and the Giants, maybe should might as well go ahead and fire him now. Yeah, just brutal. Brutal there. Uh, final thing for you, John. Final minute here. Uh, Vikings back in prime time. Josh Dobbs, Monday Night Football this coming week. They're hosting the Bears. What has Joshua Dobbs done for himself? And what has he done to set himself up for a job this offseason? He's going to get a job from a team that doesn't get a quarterback. It's amazing what maybe he could do if he has some stability. His head's still got to be spinning. There's a great story in the athletic last week going back to when he was in high school and how he got to be so smart. It is so impressive. He's going a lot bigger than the NFL when his career's over. Great success story. I would imagine a lot of teams would want him on the roster, but I don't think anybody's going to say, yeah, you come in, you're our guy, right. unless he continues to play well over the rest of the season. Be interesting because he I mean, doesn't lead the final drive there uh, in Denver. But what a story that continues yeah, uh, for, for Dobbs and the Vikings and the playoff mix there in the NFC. John, thank you as always. Happy Thanksgiving uh, to you and the fam, and uh, we'll catch up soon. Jonathan Cadillac, 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 happy Thanksgiving to you. I'll see you next week. You got it right the second time, John. Right. Happy Thanksgiving, buddy. John McClain. He's the man. Cadillac. Cadillac, Cadillac. Well, he said the either, actual name of the car either the first works, time. Yeah. That's an understandable mistake. Are we on the bus or off the bus? with the Texas Longhorns or the Philadelphia Eagles and the Chiefs possibly making a Super Bowl return to face each other. That's next on Hot Mike. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sixth and Peabody, our location with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Chad's going to let you know when the weekend officially begins later this um, afternoon. By my watch, uh, soon. It's soon. It's all going to happen soon. And I'll alert you when that weekend clock starts. It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. I may just interrupt one of Hutton's thoughts and just yell that the weekend is here. We need an alarm. Goodbye, everyone. Here comes a recorded interview from earlier oh, this week. Yeah. As we say it. Yeah. We'll go live at that point. Out. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, how about the lawsuits that are headed the class action lawsuit to uh, F1 and Vegas, Las Vegas Grand Prix based on the events that took place late last week. And then uh, over the weekend, you had a dramatic finish. Um, Max Verstappen uh, wins. He overcomes a collision and a penalty and then wins his uh, 16th victory in like 17 races or something. But in the first practice session, a manhole cover 
based on just like the the force of the car going 200 miles per hour uh, is ripped up on the seal, not the actual lid or whatever they call it, the manhole, the, the cover. It's ripped out of the the asphalt in Las Vegas because for whatever reason, in most of these cities, they choose to like weld these shut and they didn't do that there. Uh, Las Vegas has spent like $500 million dollars on not just the track and the setup, but also having a permanent paddock for the next 10 years. And based on the uh, uh, news and like numbers, Vegas always wins. But they won in a massive fashion at the tables, at the... Uh, oh, yeah, no I doubt. Mean, everywhere. Celebrities and in town. So fans with single-day passes, which was Thursday night, I believe, early Friday morning, roughly, uh, $200 discount at the official race gift shop, but... Most fans purchase the three-day pass, and it's, I mean, it's pricey, as you might expect. F1 and Liberty Media, um, they, they're just saying, hey, uh, cancellations happen. Sorry. I think the, the session lasted for all of like eight minutes. I'm interested to see what happens with this because I, I would be upset with it too based on how it all went down. And um, a buddy of ours, uh, Phil Noel, Chad, had a friend of his who went for just that one session. He had wow. a pass for just that one session. Can you imagine? So it's like going to Augusta just, and you know uh, having something like a, a I don't know a, um, a sinkhole or something that they knew about but didn't tell anybody about until it actually just happened. just big picture okay like I, I'm not going to get into the f- details of uh, you know the physics that would cause these manhole covers and all that to be an issue just big picture when you invest in in an enormous event right you got to start inside out. And the inside of it is you have to make sure the competition area is good. It's structurally sound. Everything right on top of the competition area is ready to go. You got to get all of that in line, and then you take care of all the surrounding parts of this spectator event. It's a massive undertaking, too. Right? You have the city ready to go. You have hotel rooms ready to go. You have restaurants and bars ready to go. You get the civic part of it involved. But you got to start with when you bid on this and you bring something to your town, do we have the infrastructure in place and are we sure we know everything it takes to put on a race like this with F1 cars going this fast? Start there. You can't screw up that part of it. When that part of it is screwed up, it changes the entire perception of all of it. And I'm sure they had a big economic impact with this event going on in Vegas. They always have a big economic impact in Vegas, but you must start with the basics of it. I think about the, um, the uh, was it Sochi, the Winter Olympics, where they had all those issues with housing oh, yeah, for that, athletes yeah, in the, the Olympic hotel, Village. Yeah, yeah, the dorms Remember that? or whatever. Yeah. yeah, just now granted, we're talking about Russia here versus the United States, but point being... Well, and the money invested in... Oh, my gosh. F1. A lot of money. Well, money invested in the Olympics well, also. I'm, I'm saying just from the F1 perspective, though, like it is a massive undertaking. Uh, of course. but It's, it's going to take them six to eight weeks. So it's, it's November 21st, November 19th. They're estimating it will, it will be until January before they take up everything involved with the setup for that track. Yeah. just That's crazy. Just figure it out. Just make sure everything is ready to go and you know what you're doing. Uh, the, the result of this will be interesting with the, the lawsuit because they're asking for like travel and all these other things. Uh, you know, based on the ticket, whatever's written on the back of the ticket generally is the way it goes, right? Yeah. But in the day and age where you lose a bet and someone gets hurt, four snaps in in week one, you want refunds. Some, some companies like DraftKings give it to you. 
FanDuel said, sorry, injuries happen. Deal with it. F1 saying, hey, uh, cancellations happen. But in this case, did they know it could? And did they do everything possible to make sure it didn't? In I, I this case, it doesn't about sound like they did. What is your risk tolerance and how much money are you willing to lose to be a good, a good partner with your patrons, with your customers, with your fans? And if you're willing to lose that money, you know, uh, a, a sports book saying, we'll spend the five million that was bet, you know, or whatever the number, I'm, that may be what? too high on this game. We'll refund every bet under $50 or less on this game. But if you made a lot of money off of it or bet, okay, then we'll go with the technical rule of it, right? However you want to slice it, what kind of company do you want to be? What kind of company can you afford to be? Right. When it comes to taking a hit to show that you care about your fans. Here's your credit back. Go ahead and gamble it again. Yeah, the now that you're going to be more apt, hey, if they give me the money back, I'm more apt to bet more with them in their sports book than another one. Our version That's of the hope, buy or sell is on the bus, off the bus with Davey Hudson. That it is, guys. We'll get started. Just so happens you all were talking about something that happened in Las Vegas. That's where the Super Bowl is, and that's where we're going to begin this edition of On the Bus, Off the Bus. And we get an Eagles versus Chiefs Super Bowl rematch this coming February. I'm no. off the bus. No, off the bus. It just never happens. Well, not only that, this Chiefs team isn't getting back there based on their receivers and just the consistency of inconsistency at have, wide receiver. I'm trying to think, have we, have we ever had a Super Bowl rematch in the history of the Super Bowl? I don't believe so. We had the Bills play four different opponents in their four straight losses. Right. Um, maybe a Cowboy Steelers, maybe at some point, probably had a rematch in there in the 70s. I'm trying to think. I'll, I'll go through a look. I, I'm just saying. Yeah, we've had, uh, so Philly and New England did it most recently, it looks like. Was the Cowboys and the Bills? There were six, six Super Bowl rematches in NFL history. Philly, New England. You're right about Steelers, Cowboys. Steelers Cowboys is one. Uh, but oh, so this is just saying rematches as in like the same matchup. Um, yeah, I'm saying back to back I'm years, saying back Bills, to back Cowboys. Years, yeah. Bills, Cowboys. And that's. Yeah, the, the Bill, yeah, yeah, Bills lost the Cowboys back to back years. And that's it. So the Bills lost to the Giants, Redskins, and they were the Redskins then, uh, and Canceled. Cowboys twice. We're not seeing it, Davey. Uh, Philly can absolutely I, I get back just, there. Uh, Detroit's going to be a mess, too, uh, to get through. Um, I, I just don't see KC withstanding the issues that they have. And you have to win in different ways. Mahomes and Kelsey are excellent. This KC defense has been really great. But at some point, one of those receivers is going to have to step up. And... Here we are in week 12, and I, I just haven't seen it. I'm not buying it. I wouldn't lay money on it. And right now, I'm off the bus on the rematch that we're going to see between KC and, and Philly. I'm definitely with you guys. Uh, right now, I believe Kansas City has the lowest points per game in the second half of any team in the NFL currently this season. Not scoring three weeks in a row on that will help you. Three games in a row in the second and I, half. And I'm not saying Philly's going to be there either. I, I think it's just so hard to get back, period, yeah. uh, even to that game. I, just the odds of both getting back are so low. I'm, I'm off the bus. All right, guys, and now we're going to switch things up going to college, but we're going down to Austin, Texas. And right now, the scenarios in which 
happen to be for the Big 12 and who could be playing in that conference championship, it's it's all over the place. So They're still I, trying to figure it out. They're tiebreakers. I, I just read a quote. I, I want to make sure I, I attribute the, uh, the man's name properly. It was – his last name was Coles, but he was saying that – Mr. Coles. He talked. Yeah, I forgot his first name. That's fine. Talked to the Big 12 office, and they currently have 128 possible <laughs> outcomes for tie-breaking scenarios. What a final year of Texas and Oklahoma, Chad. Uh, I'm picturing, uh, I recently saw Oppenheimer, and I'm picturing all the scientists uh, in the room with a blackboard trying to figure out all the tie-breaker scenarios right now for the Big 12 <laughs> office. They still haven't quite cracked the code leave it on to them. it. Leave it to them on that, and Chad, yep. on the mathematics. But anyway, guys, the... On the bus, off the bus topic for this one is Texas will win the Big 12 championship. I'm on the bus. I'm on the bus, too. They are the most talented team in the Big 12. I, I just, if, if there's any question, I always revert back to who has more talent. And they are the most talented team in the Big 12. They're going to be there in the Big 12 championship game. I, I think it's going to be Texas. They've had some un- unimpressive second halves recently. They yeah. were only up by two against Iowa State. They have a hard time closing. Um, since they lost to Oklahoma, they've been very average in their wins. They gave but up a big lead to TCU, yeah. who's not very good. And K-State at the very end there. Uh, and, and now Iowa State were just very average performances. They're not playing like they make the playoff right now, but I think they're playing like they're winning the Big 12. And uh, it, it, Chad's right. Talent... Talent will supersede all, and they're going to do it here. What's really great, too, is, I mean, you have Oklahoma and Texas both playing their games on Friday, so we'll have a little bit more of an idea. Big 12 title game is going to be fun. Yeah. Just based on how all the teams seem to be on the same plane. And we finally, after all these months, have Brett Yormark's comments about Texas Tech telling the Red Raider community to get it done whenever they face Texas around Thanksgiving, and lo and behold, here we are. Yep. But moving right along, gentlemen. Every flag is going to be picked apart by Texas faithful <laughs> in this game because of that statement. Just watch. Your mark better be you there. You better not have any controversy if you're Brett Yormark in this game. We're going north, and we're going to Lincoln, Nebraska. And you might be like, why are we going to Lincoln, Nebraska? Well, that's because we have a new record, and Nebraska will be hosting Iowa this weekend. And the total for that game is set at, wait for it, 26 and a half. And so the statement I have for you guys is, the over will hit in Iowa versus Nebraska. Let me be emphatic here. Uh, Speak for me as well. But hell no will the over hit in this game. This thing has 13 to 10 or 10 to 9 written all over it. It's a Big Ten rock fight. Is Mark what this is. it down. This thing is not going over 27. Uh, that 27 number seems huge for these two teams. I've watched quite a bit of Nebraska football this year. They have a hard time completing a forward pass. <laughs> Uh, They have one of the worst quarterback situations in all of major college football. Their defense, though, is good. I also don't know if their defense is actually good because when they went against a good offense in Michigan, they couldn't stop anyone. It's just that everyone in the Big Ten West is so awful at doing anything on offense that it's made their defense look good throughout the year. We know Iowa is good on defense. We also know they haven't played anyone because of the Big Ten West. Hutton, this is going to be just like every game in that division. It is going to be a low-scoring affair. Take the under. Hammer it. They are 121st out of 130 FBS teams offensively. Iowa. They average 18.5 points per game. They've won three in a row. Six of seven, despite all of that. They would be in the college football playoff. Oh, oh, yes, they would. With this offense. Think about that. And, And here is a quote from Matt Rule 
quote, they're so comfortable in a 10-9 game, end quote. We'll see a 10-9 game. Well, so, uh, Nebraska's comfortable losing those games, too. So they're, they're comfortable in low-scoring ones also. Uh, for, for the year, Chad, I was telling this to Hutton yesterday. We were looking at it. There are four teams that have the best under record in college football this year. They're 2-9 and nine for the overhitting. It's UCLA, Tulane, Iowa, and Ohio State, which I thought was remarkable. But, guys, I think it's actually going to hit, just for uh, my two cents on it, uh, 16 to 13, final score, mark it down. Iowa gets the win, though. But I uh, did just mention Ohio State, and we're heading to Indianapolis for our next stop. And the reason we're doing that is where the Big Ten championship is. And Ohio State will represent the Big Ten West in the Big Ten championship. Well, they're in the Big Ten East. So I don't. I don't think they can. That they is. Can, that is what I meant to they, say. They, I don't think so, they can represent the Big yep, Ten West. I thought we were going not. for breaking news here. No, Tony no, Petiti's no, going to change me, the bylaw. Let me. Let me say, based on the question, I would love to see them represent the Big Ten West because I'd like to see a rematch of Ohio State Michigan because that's really all we need to see in we'll this get, conference. We'll get that again. I'd next like to year, see though. it one week later yeah. and just say, "Hey, Ohio State, you can represent the West in this game." Uh, Ohio State. I'm off the bus. Will not represent the Big Ten East. No. Colin, scrub it's that gonna from be, the podcast. It's going to be off Michigan. Off the bus. Off the bus. I, actually, I'd, I would rather see Ohio State-Michigan again. So go ahead and give Ohio State the West. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of Iowa. We may see this matchup three times next year. Who knows? At least we get it once Good. on Saturday. Headlines next, including the NFL.